Hello everybody, RJ here. This and the next episode are an interlude taking place in between episodes 18 and 19 of the Return of Ornon campaign. They involve our characters from the prelude, showing a little bit of what happened with them after being arrested and where our main characters find them in episode 18. That being said, these episodes were actually recorded the two weeks after we recorded episode 12, which is the episode where we introduced Ray's character Brunhilde, uh, as the two weeks after recording that episode, Ray was out of town, and as such, they were recorded prior to us getting the new microphones, like the one you are hearing me use right now. So the audio is going to be about two steps back from where we are now, and I do apologize for that. So, in a nutshell, these next Ornan campaign episodes will sound a little rough, but once we get to episode 19 and on, the campaign's audio should return to this better quality. I hope you still enjoy this episode despite its flaws, and without any further ado, let us away into the first part of the Return of Ornan interlude. Previously, on Realms and Nerds, The Return of Ornon. As you sort of start down the path back towards Wolfshold, you are met by the army of Wolfshold. Adventurers! You are under arrest for raising a lich. characters that we have not visited for quite a long time. I guess let's just real quick go around and everybody can do character name and class just because it's been like, it's been months since we've been back to this. Not since April. Lurkiris Shockwind is uh, sitting inside this town of wolves holding the jail. I'm a dragonborn barbarian. I like to smash walls. Uh, and also, uh, you're not in Wolf's Hole, but... So, this is Josh Mirak Hammer. He is a mountain dwarf rogue. My guy is Doran Stormwind, and he is a monk. I'm playing Lalumia, who is a cleric, and she is a wild elf. So, um, as, uh, as you know from our last, uh, session with these characters, they were arrested outside of the hole that they came out of for uh, the crime of raising a lich and uh, taken back to Wolf's Hold. And despite the protests of your innocence, that it was a mistake, the dumb dwarf did it, etc., etc., they really didn't want to hear much of it. In fact, uh, you actually got a pretty good testimony at your trial from O'Tooley. Who uh, tried to tried to chip in his two cents for you? Good old, good old Because he he's a good bro. He's behind it all. <laughs> the gophers. You believe? But anyways, so uh, yeah, they didn't really want to hear much of it, and you were sentenced to be thrown in jail. So uh, after that point, the four of you were taken north uh, up through the mountains to the mountain fortress of the city called the Fang. 
So the fang is situated um, sort of in the side of one of the taller peaks near the center of the mountain range. At one point, there was a mine there. They sort of were pulling out different precious metals out of this area, and that has more or less come to a halt. Most of the mine has dried up at this point. A large part part of this has already been cleaned out. So a fortress was built right near where the entrance to the mine was, because as they were using this location as a mine, they found that it was remote enough and defensible enough to be a good military base and a good fallback position in case the city should ever need to get out of there, so to speak. So you were uh, taken to this fortress. You actually didn't see any of the outside of the fortress. Um, when you were about a day out from the Fang, they uh, blindfolded you and took you the rest of the way in, uh, just because they don't like the people that they're holding in the prison there to know the exact location of where they are. Just in case they should break out, they want them to be somewhat disoriented and not have a clear picture. So you are let in and blindfold. And uh, once you're inside the fortress, they remove your blindfolds and lead you down through a tunnel to a lift that takes you down. So it takes you about 30 feet down uh, underground. And uh, when you get to the bottom, uh, there is a, a corridor that leads to a couple of metal doors which, uh, before you get to the metal doors, they have sort of a processing station, I guess you could call it. You get your, uh, your prison uniforms, and they check you for contraband, all that good stuff. And then you are ushered through the metal doors into, at one point, was probably kind of the main hub of the mine, but is now being used as sort of the commons area. And then off of that, there are four tunnels that branch off uh, into the distance. Three of the tunnels are used for housing inmates, and they have had jail cells that have been hollowed out of the sides of the walls that they keep the inmates in. Does Blue Suede uh, hook down the fuel and play in the background? You know what? (laughs) I think probably not. Because this is underground and not in space. But... Either way, the moment uh, the blindfold comes off through Karis' face, he goes, You can't fool me. I know exactly where we're at. We're near the Captain Beacon. (laughs) I'm sure that's exactly where we are, friend. This is the nicest hotel I've been to in a while. (laughs) (laughs) So, you, uh... What about that fourth tunnel? What does that look like? Yeah, so, um... We've got, you guys are all housed in cells in the the second of the hallways. Uh, this is B. So block B. So block, block B. B. And you guys, are, you guys are all in here in a couple of different cells. Do I get the beachside view? So you three, or you four, are all... Don't be three soon. <laughs> you four are all housed in cell block B. A through C are all used for housing prisoners... The D tunnel is. You said what? The D tunnel. Yeah, the D tunnel. It's it's shaft D. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So D is used. Actually, still has some 
some small bits of mining that are going on there. And uh, some of the inmates are used for laborers to pull the last little bits of iron out of this uh, particular shaft. And they are kept under pretty heavy guard while they're working down there. The only other real thing of note is in the wall between the A tunnel and the B tunnel, there's a staircase that goes up and uh, set into the wall about 10 feet up in the air is a guard tower. Um, so that they can kind of sit uh, and look down on the commons area. I'm the the uh, staircase is only relative to cell block B? No, uh, the staircase goes... So you have the stone wall kind of between A and B there. The staircase goes up, and then the, the guard tower is set into the stone wall, but it's up in the air. Okay. Is the staircase the only way to descend into this more or less dungeon? Uh, that, yeah, the, well, the main, so over here by the entrance, there was a, uh, the lift that you rode down, and then, um, you know what, since this is D&D, how about a perception check? Fourteen. Yeah, you also noticed as you were coming in that in addition to the lift that you rode down in, um, there was a, a small side chamber that has a staircase that goes up as well, can assume, you know, got to get the code violations all in order and everything. Got to have the emergency stairway exit or something. But <laughs> What controls the entryway there? Is it just a big door? Yeah, so this, uh, the, the entryway kind of from... With a, with a 14, did I uh, notice any guards? I should hope so. In, in the common room or in this air entrance area? Because that's kind of what we were talking about. Both. Okay. In the entrance area, I don't even think you need to roll for guards. There's definitely guards in the entrance area. There, there, There's guards that are on the lift. There's guards that are in that kind of checkpoint that you came through where they searched you and gave you the clothes that you're wearing now. There's more guards that are specifically just watching the door. That's, I mean, that's the only way in and out, so they're kind of on that part pretty heavily. So anyways, you've been here a couple months now. I want, I'm gonna have everybody roll, we'll go like, I don't care which, which order you want to go in. Roll a perception check, and then I'll let you ask me three questions, but they, obviously you can't ask me like, how do I get out? Like, it has to be based on things you would observe. 17. Okay, go ahead and ask me some questions. Alright. Um, are we on a regular schedule? Yeah. So the, the basic schedule, as you've come to learn it, is... Uh, so your perception of time, because you don't have any sunlight, is kind of off. But as far as you can tell, they have kind of a, a morning bell wakes you up. Uh, pretty soon after, a guard comes by and takes the people from your cell block down to the commons area where you're served some food. And then after that point, uh, you're led back to your cells... You're brought out again at lunchtime, where after that point you get a little bit of free time where you're just kind of left out in the commons area to do as you please, brought back to your cells, and then they bring the dinner to the cells, and you just stay in there. And then for the three different wings that have prisoners, A, B, and C, they rotate weeks on which wing is working in the mine shaft. 
So every third week, you have a week where instead of being in your cell, you're basically down in the mine all day working. And brought up for food instead of being in the cell. Right, and then obviously brought up at night and put back in your cell. Um, how many prisoners, roughly, are we with? Like, when we're in the commons area. Yeah, so all total, there is about 40 people that are here. Okay. Um, and finally, how often, if ever, while we've been here, do new prisoners come, or do prisoners get brought out of this? Um, yeah. So, as far as you can tell... Uh, nobody has really left since you got there. There's been a handful of people that have showed up after you, but this is like, I mean, this prison's out in the middle of nowhere, and it's quite a hike to get there, so they're not exactly bringing in the village drunks to go to prison here. This is like their max security here. The lifers. Right, or, uh, yeah, they're, they're intending that you'll be in here for a good long while. All right, who's gonna go next? That's a 14. Okay. Alright, um... Do the guards change shifts on a regular basis? Like, do we recognize certain guards at certain times, like in a certain order? The guards do change out, yes. I think you recognize that some guards... You see some guards, and then you don't see them for a while, and then you see them again. Uh, But you haven't been able to figure out a definite pattern to it at this point. Is there a um, a prison warden that visits or is here? Uh, there is, yes. Uh, you see the warden a lot more, obviously. He appears to be here more or less full-time. And his name is Warren Peenhild. He said we get three questions? Yes. All right. Um, have we noticed any side tunnels leading out from these four tunnels in our time here? Uh, no. As far as you've seen... Um, Well, tunnels A through C, as far as you've seen, are all just solid tunnels. Anywhere that there was branch-off points, they have gone through and sealed off pretty well. In D, obviously there are some spots that they branched off the main shaft a little bit because they are still actively mining in there, but you have not seen anything that would suggest a way out or anything like that. You know, let's just keep the keep the order rolling. Okay. Nineteen. Okay. Um. Obviously, three fourths of it is rock because I carved them out. But like, uh, are we able to like? Can we hear outside of the like doors? Like, what are what kind of doors are our cells? Is it like your traditional bar, iron bars, or is it like some sort of magical shielding? Or uh, yeah, your doors are traditional iron bar kind of thing. Okay. Um, the the guards outside got to say metal in order to open them. Uh, no, yeah, you have fairly traditional iron bar kind of thing. The bars are sunk into the the stonework. Mm-hmm. And I think, because uh, you rolled a 19, I'll say, you also have noticed that during the times when you guys are out of your cells, like when they've got you down in the commons room, mm-hmm. fairly frequently they have a guard that goes around and inspects the points where the iron bars are sunk into the rock to make sure that nobody's yeah. been trying to chip away at it. Yeah. And then, what's the kind of, like, ratio guards per prisoner, like, when prisoners are out in the commons? And, like, in general. In general, I would say 
So this is another one where you're not 100% sure what the ratio would be. Mm. It varies quite a bit because of the fact that you are... You're, the prison that you're in is underneath a pretty major military base for them. They've got quite a few soldiers that they can rotate through here to kind of keep track of you guys. Mm. So sometimes if they think people are getting particularly anxious, like if it looks like there's some dissent, they'll bring more guards down just to kind of show you that trying to break out would be a bad idea. Obviously, like, the prisoners that are down in the mine, they've got a lot more guards down there watching them just because they have them using, you know, mining equipment, you know, pickaxes and shovels and stuff, and so they want to make sure that nobody is trying to plot a murder or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, when you're in your cells in the various wings, you're kind of just, they got a couple guards patrolling, but it's not like there's a guard stationed outside of every door. Okay, so there's no set, like, number of guards in the area. It, it kind of varies based on how the prisoners are. Alright, and then for my final question, is there any sort of faults or anything that Josh and me would be able to find in the rock work? like, in the structures of anywhere in the prison that he's seen? Or just in general, like, anything to do with the stonework? Because he's, you know, he's a mountain dwarf, so he's got stone cutting. So I could even, like, realize that they're up in a mountain or anything like that, or see any, like, thing that could easily get broken or anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know that you're in the mountains just because you weren't unconscious when you were yeah, led here. Yeah, we're just blindfolded. You were, for the last, like, day of the walk up, they had you blindfolded, but you know the general direction that you were headed in, hmm. and I think just from your general knowledge of stonework and stuff like that, you can tell that you're in a mountain. Yeah. As far as faults go in the rock... The main area has been pretty solidly checked and rechecked. I mean, because not only is this being used as a prison, but before that it was a mine, and obviously miners who are, you know, masters of working with stone are going to make sure that sort of their main areas of their mine are solid and safe to be in. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly solid. Okay. As far as the end of the tunnels go... You haven't been able to get a good look at any of those. Obviously, even though they're sealed up, they're less secure, and so the guards really discourage anybody from going down that way. Mm. That's the end of your question. I only got three. That was three. Nat 20. Y'all wrote some really good questions <laughs> here. So that's a 22. Okay. <laughs> so um, who in the commons hall at mealtimes has weapons? I'm talking anywhere from, like, a silverware fork to a handcrafted shiv. Okay. So, obviously, the guards themselves have weapons. Right, I'm talking about among right. the prisoners where yeah, I can no, no, palm I, something and I got it's you. not going to uh, draw attention. There are a few people that you have run into that you suspect have various uh, sharp instruments, I guess, that they have... Shivs. Hid, hidden away shivs or, you know, sharp piece of rock or whatever you want to call it, you know. File down toothbrush, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I think that uh, obviously people are being fairly sneaky about it because they don't want the guards to know they have these things either. But I think that you have a pretty good idea 
if you wanted to try and get a hold of something like that, who you would talk to. Okay. Um, what is the uh, minimum amount of guard contact that we have during a three-hour period? For any three-hour period, the least that you're going to have is probably when you're in your cells at night. That's when they have the least number of guards actively patrolling and you're not being watched, you know, 100% of the time because they're assuming that most of the time you'd be asleep. We don't actually know what time is nighttime considering. Sure. The torches don't dim or anything. Right. (laughs) This is... So this is what they what they consider nighttime. Like I said, like I said before, they're on regular daytime shifts. They have yeah, they have more or less. You assume daytime and nighttime just because of the shifts of the guards, and you know when the guards come in, they call certain meals. This is breakfast. This is lunch. This is dinner. Right. But like you, it is true that technically you don't know, but. Since these guards are fairly frequently going up to the surface themselves, you have to assume that they at least are probably still on a normal schedule. So, my last question is tied to my second question. Being that nighttime, as general as that three-hour window is, yeah, what is the rotation of the guard at that point? I'm talking, like, how often does he make laps? So, what the guards do is... They come by uh, about every 30 minutes. And so every guard is going to go down their respective hallway and then come back. And then um, they spend a couple minutes down in the commons area. They're supposed to be checking the commons area, but from the voices you hear down the hallway, you assume that they're probably just, you know... Socializing? Get, yeah, having, you know, having a quick little chat. So then they'll be down in the commons area for a couple minutes, and then they'll come back down the hallway... And the hallways, where they have the prisoners, they have it blocked off to be a fairly short hallway. So the whole lap up and down the hallway only takes them a couple minutes. I take it we are, from my imagination, we're about midway down the hallway. They have, like, a a space of just kind of, like, dead stone where there is no cells, and then a little bit down the hallway is where the cells start just to kind of keep them separated from the commons area. I wish I had one more question. I was just to burn. I was going to ask, is there a trash chute across the hall? (laughs) (laughs) So you do have, uh, you actually do have cellmates. So the way they've got it set up here, you've got... I mean, this isn't even a perception checker. We're not all in the same cell, are we? No. I don't think so. You have a cellmate. You have a cellmate. That's what, but I mean, it's not a perception check because it's been months. If you haven't noticed at this point, then <laughs> you're so dumb. <laughs> like I said, it's I hate Billy. So I just got... pretend he's not there. <laughs> so, anyways, they've got Joshimi and Doran. Harris are in one cell together, and Doran oh, and Malalia are in another <laughs> cell together. What the? <laughs> Joshimi's constantly banging on the bars. Why didn't I get put with the babe? <laughs> Why did I get? With the walking rock. <laughs> so your Karis is like, bitch. God, he's gonna steal me of my own underwear. You are disgusting. I realize, I guess, um, uh, who was it that asked me about the, the doors, like if they were magical, right? I realized that I didn't answer that maybe 100% truthfully, or I just, I kind of omitted something. So, 
You've noticed that um, the guards, to unlock the doors, they all have these really ornate silver keys that they use to unlock the door. You're not really sure if that has magical properties or if that's just the way that it is, but... um, As a magic user, has Lilalia tried to use magical here? Okay, yeah, it's a great, great question. So, obviously, I mean, I think that's probably going to be one of her first tries, right, is let's try and get out. Essentially, it doesn't work. You try to cast a spell, and basically, you feel like... My gods cannot hear me. Yeah, you feel like you're drained, like you just can't... Wherever your magic power comes from, you just can't tap into it. Your power comes from within. Come, meditate with me. So, um... Why are you whoring? Somebody's horny. Dorian, I hope we meditate every day. <laughs> Josh me pukes in his You do realize his flaw is he enjoys worldly pleasures a little too much. <laughs> oh yeah, here's a very important question. So I take it we're down to a beggar's clothes, right? Are we in orange jumpsuits or white jumpsuits? Probably beggar's clothes. We are in striped. Like rags. Rags. Stripes? What is this? Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, please. Please let it be, oh, brother, where art thou? So you are, you're actually in, um, you're in gray, uh, clothes. Just a simple pants with a, like a tunic. Can I speak with the designer? No. You may not. Anyways, oh, the one, the uh, one other thing I forgot to mention. Near the entrance to cell block... See before the cells start is where the kitchen area is, uh, where they prepare the food, and then near the entrance to A is where the laundry room is. So between A and the uh, steel doors? No, in the in the and the tunnel of A. Oh, before the cells. Before where the cells start. Okay, so inside A is the laundry room at, and inside C is the kitchen. Yes. games? What about podcasts that talk about video games? Well, you should listen to Lit Gaming Arena. What is the LGA podcast, you ask? Well, we're a weekly podcast where we bring you the facts of video games. We talk about new games. We talk about old games. We even discuss the news. And contrary to how this promo sounds, we don't take ourselves too seriously. So come check us out at LickGamingArena.com or search for Lick Gaming Arena on any of the major podcast platforms such as iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold. And don't forget, that's Lit Gaming Arena. Hey everyone, RJ here again with a little interlude in this interlude episode. First of all, I'd like to remind you guys that we are on social media uh, with the handle Realms Nerds, all one word, Realms Nerds. You can find us there and follow us. And that being said, we would love to hear from you guys on exclusive content you'd be interested in for our future patron program. Uh, you can find out more about that by listening to our one-year anniversary special. We talk about that a little bit. And we would also just love to hear your thoughts on the show. Uh, we appreciate all of you who have left us ratings on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Uh, if you like our show and know anybody who'd be interested in checking it out, we think that's a great idea, and you should totally do that. You should totally tell them about our show. 
Recently, Ray and I started another podcast where we discuss country and other related music genres. It's called Cedar Country. Our first episode is up, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, and probably most other podcast services. And unlike Realms and Nerds, Cedar Country is a show that you can definitely listen to with the kids, with the whole family. Realms and Nerds has recently been added to the iHeartRadio streaming service, so if that is your preferred method of listening to podcasts, you can now find us there. Likewise, if you found our show through iHeartRadio, let me say welcome to Realms and Nerds. We're so very glad to have you here. Thank you, as always, to our friend Kyle for composing our main theme. And thank you for listening, listener. And now, back to the breakout. Hey guys, it's Kyle. And Nick. Do you like movies? How about TV shows? Pop culture? Then check out Damn Fancy Dinosaurs. For all your movies, TV shows, and pop culture needs, you can find us on Podbean. Just search for Damn Fancy Dinosaurs. We're also available on Spotify and wherever you can get good podcasts. Check it out now. Remember guys, stay fancy and enjoy the rest of the show. You guys have been in here for a couple months now and it is the start of the week for cell B to be down in the mine working. Is that the cell we're in? Yeah, you, yeah, guys in, you guys are cell in. You guys are in. Cell block B. Cell block B. Psst. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Ugh. Time to work again. No, look. Some idiot put a red sock in the laundry, and now my suit is pink. <laughs> oh, uh, that's kind of fair. It's an improvement, eh. if you ask me. Shut up. Nobody asked you. Oh, I've listened to months of this bickering. Could we please just put it to rest for one morning? Go on a date with me and I'll do it. Dracarys and Joshimi, I swear, if either of you ever try anything, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I will chop off your dick! I thought you were going to say an elephant's faithful 100%. (laughs) I found every weapon in this cell block. Believe me, you ain't got nothing to chop off this cock. I've got 27 weapons in my mouth. Well, that sounds as only... I think I want to go mine now. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. God, can we go? (laughs) Yeah, uh... So the uh, the guards come along, take you down to the commons room, and uh, you're served some breakfast, and then down into the mine you go. While, while we're in the commons, can I do a perception check? To know, like, look, examine the door, the exit, see if there's how they open it or whatever? Sure. Eleven. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a solid metal door. It's got a some kind of a locking mechanism on it. Does it hit? In or out. Or up or down. He only rolled an 11. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't get to know. Billy, that. how's the view in your cell this week? <laughs> Same as it was last week, Joshua. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to do a sleight of hand check to uh, palm a utensil. Okay. 15. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, you're uh, you're able to successfully palm a utensil without and, um, anybody noticing. So is that a? Yes. Um, I'd like to do a sleight of hand check to try and steal the utensil he just palmed. <laughs> How do you know he has it? Yeah, did you do your I perception check? I am a thief. Check? Yeah, um, you didn't did I do, do a perception, perception check. check to I perceive Jacaris. I would also like to do that. I guess a utensil. God, instead of trying to steal I mean, your own, you, guys, you, you are you literally you're... trying to steal each other's. <laughs> Nineteen. Fuck you! Eighteen. Yeah, I think you guys see him steal it. Alright, slide oh. a hand check to slide try a hand steal check from... to steal my own. Okay. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get? I don't know, what did our fair elven cleric get? Ten. Oh, I got eighteen. Okay. Dracaris, I guess roll a perception check, and we'll roll that against his. That's a 17. Yeah, you don't see him steal it from you. Fuck, I won. <laughs> and, uh, Lulalia, you are also able to palm a utensil of your own. Awesome. Off so, <laughs> between four of us, we have two instead of three. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. You sabotaging motherfucker. I'm and not you- even... God. <laughs> okay, so now uh, down to the mine we go. How many guards are leading us down there? You are being escorted by a group of four guards down to the mine. John, how's the family? Uh, he's not going to answer you. What's the layout of the tunnel as we're walking down? Are there like random boulders and whatever just sprawled around? Um, so initially it's pretty clear. Uh, as you get a little bit farther down into this tunnel... You're about a quarter mile in at this point, and you start to see some debris a couple hundred yards past that. Then a uh, you kind of get to the point where the work is currently being done, and uh, they've got some tools waiting down there for you. You've got some pickaxes, some shovels, uh, things like that. So we go to work. So uh, yeah, you're you're gonna get to work here. Are there different levels in this mine that you work on? Um, well, this is just one main tunnel right now. I think, actually, the crew that... W- we'll say the crew that was in here last week found a, a vein of ore that was kind of branching off to the left a bit, and so that's what they've got you working on now, is trying to bust this ore out. Um, so you're going a little bit off to the left of the main tunnel. While we are working, can I attempt to... Uh, while there are not guards around, work at sharpening the utensil. Yeah, go ahead and do a uh, stealth. stealth. Yeah, do a stealth check. All right. That's going to be a seventeen. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you start sharpening this spoon up a little bit. Okay. Doran is going to um when it, when the nearest guard comes closer, he's gonna attempt to seem like he's like dehydrated or whatever. He's all like he's swinging his pickaxe, but he's like wobbling and out whatever. And then he when the nearest guard comes nearby, he's gonna like slowly walk to him, like John or guard or whatever. I don't I don't feel so good. I I I I think I need I waters. And as he does this, he's going to kind of stumble towards him, trying to make it so the guard has to, like, catch him or whatever, so he doesn't fall over with him. And he's doing this so that he can get close enough to attempt to steal the key while the guard is distracted with his body on him or whatever. His goal is to break the link or whatever is holding the key, 
like his arm go around him or whatever, and it's like okay. real quick try to break the key off while the guard throws him back. Just do it like an so. Yeah, I think you. I think you. Uh, you do. You stumble towards this guard and kind of fall into him. Uh, do a sleight of hand check. Unless Josh me steals twenty. Ooh, it's going smashing. Okay. Smashing. Smashing. You fall forward and uh, kind of wrap your arms around this guard, and as he pushes you and you stumble backwards, you grab onto his key and attempt to uh, pull it and break it off of the chain that it's hanging on. However, uh, as you grab it and you pull, as soon as the chain breaks, a blinding flash of light emits from the part where the chain broke, and the key in your hand feels like it's molten lead. You drop the key and also drop to your knees, almost blinded by the brightness of this. Doran's going to try and pretend it was an accident and just fall to the ground. Yeah, um... Like he's still dehydrated. It was just the, an accident when he grabbed the, the chain. Yeah, no, the guard uh, hits you in the side of the head with the butt of his spear. Guess who's going and, to And uh, knocks you out. Yeah, so a few hours later, you guys are all back in your cell. Doran woke up in his cell with quite a headache. <laughs> and, uh... That didn't work as well as I hoped. I'm still searching my pockets for the utensil I stole. Okay. As I should say, Josh, me, uh, when I get back to the cell, presents Tracaris with the utensil. Okay. Hey, I borrowed this from you. That way, while we were working, I could sharpen it for you. Because <laughs> I knew, like, I mean, I had a better chance of getting away with this since they probably don't notice me because I'm kind of a loser in their eyes, but it's okay. I know I'm great, and that's what matters. Well, at least you're good at stealing from me. <laughs> yeah, but now we need to get another one. That way, we both have one. Maybe, Maybe next time try and palming one of their pockets instead of mine. I mean, hey, whatever works. <laughs> Torin, what you did was not not very wise. But look, I... And she pulls out of her pocket and very, very uh, slyly shows Doran the fork that she had gotten at breakfast this morning. Very clever. My attempt was merely to see if the key was obtainable. Clearly they've warded against any theft, so I'm afraid that's out of the question. But you, you did something very smart. I'm very impressed. Yes. What do you plan to use it for? I don't know yet, but if we're going to get out of here, we're all going to have to work together. Well, of course. Jacaris, do you mind throwing your pillow on uh, Joshi's face and smothering him him so we don't have to listen to this anymore? Well, I mean, he's useful sometimes, right? Am I right? Am I right? You know, just maybe, so tomorrow, tired of the killing. maybe tomorrow I'll accidentally hit him in the head with a pickaxe. No. You know, my backswing. Josh, man, I'd like you to roll an insight check for mm-hmm. me. Nine. Okay. You're not very <laughs> you're not very bright. I have no modifier on insight. I think uh, as you're drifting off to sleep, you're thinking about the whole uh the whole situation and uh you have kind of uh made up in your mind that a frontal assault on the guards with these two utensils that you have stolen is probably not an advisable decision. But if we and, uh, if we I only them. have a sharpened spoon. So, uh, Lulelia is having a fitful night of sleep. 
you know, like I said, you don't really have any sort of day and night cycles in terms of light, so occasionally it's kind of hard to sleep, and is uh, kind of just laying in her bunk, not really meditating, just sort of staring at the ceiling, when all of a sudden, in more or less what she could determine to be the middle of the night cycle, she feels a strange power welling up in her chest. And uh, for a minute, it almost feels like some of her magical power has returned to her. And then almost as soon as the feeling has uh, come, it is gone. And uh, you don't feel any sort of connection to your magical abilities anymore. Lelia ponders this very briefly and decides that more meditation might indeed help her understand. So doesn't say anything, but goes back to her meditation. Okay. Do a religious check for me. One, three. Throughout the rest of the night, you kind of have been pondering this strange occurrence as you've been meditating. And uh, suddenly, as you can hear the guards coming through, sort of ringing the bell to wake everybody up for breakfast, suddenly a thought comes to you. You know that the power that guards this prison, keeping the, the magical shielding so that you can't use your abilities... Uh, must be taking a lot of magical energy. to reset every night so that I can have a very brief version where I can use my power and... Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think I had that one figured out. Anyways, so you know that one way that non-magic users can use to maintain a spell is through the use of powered crystals. However, you also know that these crystals have a set duration for which they can maintain their power before they need to be recharged. Uh, some of them, it's as brief as a single spell. Others can keep on for years at a time. However, every crystal has to be recharged at some point. Hmm. Dracarys! My uniform is still pink. <laughs> Possibly try asking them to use Downey next time. <laughs> you know, I I talked to Downey the other day. He <laughs> said he doesn't do very well with laundry. They never put him on laundry. Not Downey the guard. Downey the detergent. <laughs> what the fuck is a d- 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 detergent? It's something that you use when you God, don't want someone watched. to get up in your face. You need a deterrent. It's something a dirty rogue would not understand. Hey, <laughs> I am very clean. I mean, look, I just manicured my hands last night. <laughs> he shows his hands, which are clearly not manicured. Clearly his hands are the most manicured part of his body. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right, so are you, uh... Breakfast. Yeah, so breakfast time. Are you, uh, gonna share your revelation with the group? Yeah, breakfast, I, um... As we're sitting. Friends, I... I think I have learned something of how the magic of this place works. They must run their system on some sort of crystal system. And the power of the crystal can only last for so long before it has to be recharged. Last night, I was woken up when I felt as though my magic was back. I I think that if we can find what kind of crystals they're using, 
we will know when they have to recharge. And it should give us a brief period of time when I will be able to access my magic. Hopefully creating a hole for us to get out of here. Doran would like to do a perception check after hearing this around the commons to see if he can see any crystals that might fit this description. Okay. That is 17. You do not see any crystals. However, Doran has done a little bit of time helping in the laundry. I put the red sock in <laughs> with the whites. <laughs> and, um, That's the best revenge scheme ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, he just grins to himself. So since you know that this is uh, kind of a thing that now you need to be aware of, you are reminded that across the hall from where the laundry room is, there is a metal door in the other side of the A block that you've never seen anybody go in and out of. but oh, it's unsuspicious. But it's very, uh, very tightly locked. I think I might know where those crystals might be located. There's this room across from the laundry room that I don't think I've ever seen anyone go in or out of. It's possible they're keeping the crystals in there. It's behind a metal door. If you guys used your little new utensils that you acquired, you think you could jimmy open the door. You might be able to find these crystals. But when we're going to be able to do this? Josh, when are you next on laundry duty? Wait, wait, wait. There's a laundry duty? Oh, wait. When have, when have you ever been to a laundry room? Wait a second. You must know who's done this to my uniform. Who's the Cretan? That put the red jo- sock Josh, in Josh, my laundry. Josh, Josh, please. Relax. I'll tell you who did it if you agree to help us figure out how to get in through the metal door. It was Billy, wasn't it? No, it was... What's me. going on over here? Not enough. My uniform's so. pink. That's what's going he's on. He's complaining because he's got a pink uniform and he wants to go back to gray. He doesn't like standing oh, out. Oh, oh, oh. Well, if you could pull your fair share in the laundry room, maybe that wouldn't happen to you. Perhaps if you put him on laundry duty, he would be able to right his wrongs and maybe even turn his uniform back gray again. And he might even clean himself while he's there. <laughs> Maybe I don't think I've barely done anything duty. in the mines anyway. Honestly, I'd be glad if you took him off our hands. It would be nice to not have to listen to his voice all day. I'll speak with the warden. I'll see if we can get him on the laundry duty next week. Aye, aye, Captain. By the way... For Josh- now, keep it down over here. Okay. Sorry, Dorn sir. Dorn whispers to Josh. By the way, he was Weasel. <laughs> the guard walks away. After the guard walks away, I would like to do a a sleight of hand to try and steal a utensil from an inmate. From from Weasel. You have utensils sitting in front of you, dumbass! I do. We're in the comments! food, aren't you? Alright, I take my... I I (sighs) want to do a stealth check to uh, pocket mine. Okay. That's going to be a 12. Yeah, uh, you're able to pocket without the guards noticing. Yeah, so you guys uh, go down and... You're in the mine for the day. Well, in the mine, Lelia would like to investigate the ore and uh, the surrounding areas of where they previously been mining to see okay. if she can find any arcane resonant. Okay. So, what kind of check would you like to do? 
She's doing Arcana check, kind of just looking. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. The only uh, so there is no uh, really magical energy in the rock, as far as you can tell. The only magic that you can sense at all is, is my magical ass. <laughs> you. Uh, no, the only magic that you can sense at all is the magic that's coming off of the keys that the guards are carrying. Which, uh, I think just because you, you're a magic user, you know that these, you know, these keys are of a higher grade of silver, and so that's probably what's letting them carry this magical charge to them. So, you do your thing down in the mine, uh, back in your cells for the night... And uh, as you're sleeping the night away, Josh, me go ahead and do a uh, an insight check for me. An eleven. Well, <laughs> uh, thankfully for you, uh, an eleven's actually going to cut it this time because okay. your companions have been asking the right questions. <laughs> I am surrounded by competence. So <laughs> I am competent. I am competent. So Josh, me is laying in bed, and his mind is just racing. It's like he's trying to do a jigsaw puzzle, except he's blindfolded with his hands tied behind his back, and he's really stupid. (laughs) It's just like... Sounds like a normal Tuesday. He knows he's got all the pieces, and he knows that there must be some way that all of this fits together, and... Everything is floating through his brain, and then suddenly, in just the middle of the night, it occurs to him. You see, Joshimi Rockhammer has a secret. Not everything that he had with him before he came to the prison was confiscated. You see, Joshimi... Uh, after being arrested by the guards, was very concerned that they would take all of the wealth that he had acquired uh, on this uh, expedition of theirs. And so, before all of his gear was taken, and while none of the guards were looking, he took a particularly expensive-looking silver necklace and hit it up his butt. <laughs> 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 the prison pouch is real. Bead by bead. Like, <laughs> drink Paris. And he carried. I haven't been able to poop the whole time later. <laughs> and, he, and, and he carried it there. <coughs> all through the time that you were being held in Wolf's Hole, all throughout the prison trial, all the way up through the trip up to the Fang, only uh, taking it out when he absolutely needed to. Um, oh, sweet relief. And so, uh, a- after getting to the prison, he finally found a good spot to stash it. Using his uh, his skills as a mountain dwarf, he found a small section of stone in his cell that he was able to pop up, assuming maybe that a previous prisoner had created their own little hidey stash here. And uh, it was just enough room to hide this uh, silver necklace this in the corner dirty, of the room. Dirty necklace. Oh, I thought you were going to say he found a spot up to Karis's ass to hide it. <laughs> no, they do not do that kind of play during <laughs> cell time. Oh, damn so, There is so, no uh, check for that. <laughs> we'll so, yeah, so suddenly, just 
the competency of the rest of the group has just overwhelmed you. <laughs> and it has finally dawned on you that you, Joshua Rockhammer, have the missing piece to complete this puzzle. I found the top left corner! <laughs> what in the Lord's name are you talking about, Joshimi? Why do you even listen to him anymore? He's insane. I mean, the doctors haven't confirmed or denied <laughs> that yet. I It's been a while since I've been there. I was waiting on the test results, but uh, something kind of happened, by which I mean prison. But, uh... I, I got something here that might help us escape. What exactly Keep your voice be? down. What is it? So what I got here is a silver necklace that I, I kept because, you know, I, I like it. It's a nice necklace. I'm not going to ask how you smuggled it in. Uh, <laughs> I just God, it smells like poop. <laughs> I just wore it around my neck. Yeah, We had good. an invisibility charm on it, don't worry. It smells like You know a little of magic. I doubt that it had an... That's not the point. The point is it's the missing piece to the jigsaw puzzle. It's the upper left corner. What? What do you mean? Yashmi, it smells like you pooped last night. (laughs) Please. I feel like his insanity might have reason. Well, we can use it. We can use it to get out of here. (laughs) It's, How it's, do you intend to use it? I mean, you never noticed the keys that those guards carry the silver. And this is a treasure from some magical... What's-his-face that I, I we, we killed again. So, we could probably use it to uh, open the doors or something. Do you mean to use the necklace, or do you mean to swap it for the keys? Probably the former. I don't think the guards are particularly interested in a nice set of pearls. Especially when they smell like poop. (laughs) Enough with the poop. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's just coincidence. Well, with something that valuable, wouldn't it make more sense to bribe a guard to look the other way when you're on laundry duty? The the people don't like me, though. I don't know if it'd work. Joshmi, listen. I think Dorn has a serious idea here. If you can simply use the necklace to get a few minutes off of laundry duty, you'll be able to slip next door, use the utensils we've gotten to break into that door, and see what's in there. And if you find crystals, preferably sabotage them. Don't just look in and be like, oh, there are crystals in there. Close the door and walk away. And if you can get a crystal, bring one back to me. I think I got it. Get laundry duty, bribe a guard. Steal the crystals. Got it!